When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm still basking in the glow of that wondrous test victory by the Black Caps. One run, can you believe it? Um, hello, All Blacks and Highlander halfback Aaron Smith. Were you watching? I was following it on my phone. I sort of thought we were a bit cooked there for a bit, and the boys came home, and a few Snapchats of friends there came through, and yeah, just unreal. You know, you can't write scripts like that. It was so epic, and of course, we will be talking a bit of rugby with the man they call Nuggy, but also, Aaron, the breakers this weekend. Exciting times. Seven years since I've been in the final, and you know, they were very <laughs> dominant back then, and this is our time to come back and do the job, so let's get behind the breakers. Let's get behind the breakers. We'll hear more about that shortly, and we hear the incredible survival story that provided motivation for a surgeon to become an Iron Man. Iron woman? Iron person? What name should we use, Aaron? That freaks one of my family members did the Iron to- uh, the Iron Man in Topol, or the Iron Woman. And what I was trying to pump up to her was just, it's such an achievement to be able to finish something like that. Like, a whole day, pretty much, 14 hours of work. Man, outstanding. Utterly incredible. Kia ora, I'm Zoe George, and this is Aaron Smith, and this is The Podium. Sports news, but not as you know it, from Stuff. Well, what an edge of the seat outcome for the Black Caps. Second test against England, forced to follow on, then winning by one run to tie the series. Resident staff cricket fan Ian Anderson, you said it was one of the most stressful things you've ever watched, and that includes the 2019 Cricket World Cup that New Zealand featured on. How are you holding up? It was pretty taxing. I feel like I bowled as many overs as Neil Wagner did. It was incredibly exciting. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about the demise of Test cricket. It's five days after all. Uh, but Eng- England coach Brendan McCallum has talked about saving Test cricket, making it entertaining. Has this match changed everything? Yeah, I always feel like Test cricket will always have a spot, despite the you know the surfeit of T20 and one-day games we get now. For obviously the cricket tragics like you and me and there's plenty of others out there who have been brought up on test cricket and still love the ebbs and flows it can give you over five days and then you can still come down to the last overs and you're on the edge of your seat. So I think it will always remain there but certainly the way England have played test cricket in the last year has, has definitely given it a boost and will attract some 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 different viewers who are who sort of been bred on the, on the T20 game as well. Mm, there are so many stats around the victory but where to from here for the Black Caps? Are they still facing? challenges. I mean, for one, we've got a relatively old team, uh, Blair Tickner, who was on our show last week, is the youngest at 29. So do they need a refresh? There is a need for some fresh talent to come through. There's no obvious really continuous pushing that spot. You know, there's people like Glenn Phillips, who's 26 or so, and who doesn't really have a first-class record that shouts, pick me in your test team. There's Roshin Ravinja, who's been in there before at 22 and has been on the outer for you know 18 months or so as well too there's no one quite yet pushing those established players in there uh, and that's the problem I think that sort of Gary Stead has at the moment he has announced that the 13 from this squad will be the same for that first test against Sri Lanka uh, later on this month. 
Yeah, and if you look at the other end of the spectrum, Neil Wagner, amazing performance. Looked like he was going to blow a casket at the end there, operating on sheer heart, I reckon. But he's 37. Is his test career coming to an end soon? Yeah, he'll tell you that he's 36 because I think he is. So, <laughs> so we're writing him off a little bit early. And certainly I was amongst the people who, who questioned his future in, in Test cricket after the Tour of Pakistan where he didn't feature a lot. And then he obviously got hit all over the Bay Oval in that Test loss there. And it was a fair thing, I think, to write. You know, he was down on pace. Uh, he was he was down on that sort of ability to, to change a game. But... You know, not always. He still has that ability to make things difficult for batters that other bowlers don't. There's not a lot of test cricket left uh, for New Zealand, though, this year. And given that he only plays test cricket for New Zealand, it's going to be tougher and tougher for him to hang around. Mm, And will Sri Lanka bother us at all in any of the formats? I think it's possible. There's certainly not a Sri Lankan side that a lot of people know the big names from in the past. They're a fairly new Sri Lankan side. But as you've seen with the New Zealand team, you know it's uh, it's not the all-conquering team with uh, with Watling de Grandhomme, uh, a new Cole Jamison, uh, uh, Trent Bolt in there as well too. It is a team that is feeling its age a little bit and struggling to sort of match those world-class performances that they chalked up on their way to that World Test Championship victory. So yeah, I think it could be a decent contest both at Hagley and the Basin. Oh, bring it on. Loving the test cricket. There's something magical about sitting on the embankment at the basin under the Pahutakawa. Oh, so good. Well, konnichiwa, All Black and Highlander halfback Aaron Smith, who is the most capped All Black back of all time. It's lovely to have you on the show. Konnichiwa, kia ora and hello. Uh, yes, I mean, it's a massive year for you. You're final with the Highlanders and the All Blacks before you head off to Japan. So I have to ask, which means, how's your Japanese? Totemoi. Thank you. Oh, very good. How exciting, though, is it to be heading off to Japan at the end of the year? Well, I guess with everyone knowing now and... Um... We kind of knew about it a, sort of near the end of last year. I don't think too much hurrahs come up about me me leaving because I've, I've stayed a lot longer than other players maybe have. And But that was a dream of mine to sort of push for third World Cup if possible. And at the last World Cup in 2019, I had a baby boy. So trying to be home for my family to be able to see my kids or kid at the time. And now we've got two boys. And then the proposition to try and make 100 tests was just massive for me. So I kind of signed a couple of year deal and then uh, the body was feeling all right. Uh, the proposition of change to go to Japan um, is, is, is very exciting um, and nerve wracking as well because as much as I'm you know, craving a bit of a change from the New Zealand rugby grind of Super Rugby and a test calendar, I am getting older and uh, it's a fact of life. But it's the mental uh, capacity as well of trying to get the balance of trying to be the best you can be for both teams and be a good husband and father. I don't know many rugby players that can put their hand on their heart and say their balance is, is right. It's tough to be great at both. Mm, Fano is really important to you. I, I, you're very good at social media and, you know, you've got your two boys. Is it Leo and Luca? That's they it. are adorable. <laughs> oh, my boys. I'm glad they look like their mother anyway. <laughs> Well, I suppose we should talk a little bit about rugby. It's your final year with the Highlanders. What are you hoping for this super season out of the Highlanders? No, no, I'm definitely really excited about the the year. 
um, the team we have. Um, we've got a great forward pack and, and a lot of youth. We've got some guys on that sort of 50-game mark, kind of played, a, played Super Rugby for a long time now and can really start cementing themselves as, you know, established players, pushing for higher honours, which has always been my goal as I get older the Highlanders. Yeah, it's a bit of a change from the Manawatu where you grew up. Uh, Manawatu Turbo, most mighty Manawatu Turbos, which is um, pretty cool. Will we see you playing in the NPC for them? I guess not. You'll be busy preparing for the World Cup. Well, you never know. Nothing's a guarantee in rugby. Um, so that's why it's hard to talk about the World Cup and stuff because everyone assumes the squad from last year goes. It, I've seen people make the squad and that. So my focus will be on uh, playing well for um the highlanders and putting my best foot forward to be selected if i can do that and and um i'll I'll enjoy and get excited about those opportunities but right now it's about my body's in a great shape my mind i've had an extended break i've only joined the team last week and so i've given myself the best opportunity to be um, humming later in the year the head game right like last year was a tough tough year the year was the year we learned a lot as a team. If anything, it probably hardened us all to what the current state of the world is in the sense of opinion, of of backlash, of people just want people's throats now. If someone's not doing what they perceive as a good enough job or something, everyone just wants them to, to quit or go or there's another guy. And I feel like the loyalty to things and trusting the plan or people were just assuming the All Blacks are you know, as dominant as they once were maybe, but the world is, the top 10 teams in the world can win on any day now and beat anyone. And and it can even go a bit lower in the rankings as well. So, and that's great for rugby. I'd rather have a year like that before a World Cup year than have it in a World Cup year. Well, yes, we're in the Rugby World Cup year. We're only about six months out. And the big talking point at the moment has been around coaching. How is this impacting you and the team at the moment? Yeah, the media having a lot of fun with it. And um, I think as a player, it's a, and I think we know that we have our coaches for the year. So as a player, you're just trying to impress them. And that's all we can do as a player. And what will be with the coaches will be in the NZIU and I'm sure that they'll be doing their best to get it right. Do you reckon that the All Blacks can win the Rugby World Cup? Yes. That was emphatic. Yes. 100% I believe in our team and our squad, but um, having won a World Cup and lost a World Cup, you need all your players fit and ready, committed unit, and you actually need a bit of luck as well along the way. And that's the scary thing with the World Cup. It comes down to one game probably in your World Cup that can turn it or win it or lose it for you and and that's the exciting thing about a World Cup is the stakes are so high um, this is our pinnacle event as a rugby player this is every boy's dream and you know I've held the World Cup once and it, it is something else and and I've walked off the field knowing I wouldn't compete for one as well so that feel's still there that pain is still there from 2019 I remember leaving the field that day like bugger and um it, it sticks with you forever, and I think of that game or that feeling more than when I when I won a World Cup. To be honest, what's the best thing about being an All Black? I think for me, it's always pulling the jersey on. You get an individual jersey every game, and it's got your name on it. It's got that beautiful silver fern on it. It's black, and I saw that dream in my life in my room back in Fielding, and 
yeah, it's given me the woody woodies now and yeah, I hope to pull it on again this year and, and that's why I play rugby and that's why I get up and try to be the best I can be each day because the honour to put the All Black jersey onto me is, is, is the ultimate goal. Well, it's been seven years in the making, but the Breakers basketball team will be taking it to the Sydney Kings in the first of five-game NBL series finals in Sydney tomorrow night. Star Breakers guard Barry Brown Jr. joins us from a rather busy airport as they make their way to Australia. Kia ora, Barry. Welcome to the podium. Um, last week, semi-final, well, just over two weeks ago, you played with a broken hand. How's the injury? Uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those injuries that you just gotta fight through. It's it's, it's something that's lingering, but it's, it's it's definitely still something that I'm continuing to get better with. Uh, I got Jono, I got M that's managing me within practice and uh, doing everything I can off the court. So it's it's going well, honestly. Uh, are you rehabbing it? You're strapping it? You're getting it all sorted for the big five games? Hopefully, it won't be five games. Maybe we can keep it to three. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm literally doing everything I can under the sun right now to just continue to keep it ready, stay ready, and keep anything further from happening. So uh, everything's been going well, and uh, I'm ready for the series. Did you think you would be in the finals at the start of the season? I actually did. I actually did. Uh, I had a, a lot of faith in, in, in these guys, and I told one of my one of my friends early on back home, I, I said I got a good feeling about the season and where we're going to be at uh, at the end of the season. And um, it's just great to see things uh, come full circle with a lot of hard work and a great group of guys. It's really nice to keep the faith and it's been wonderful to see the breakers progress throughout the season. But what kind of challenges do the Kings bring? Because they're going to be tough competition. I mean, you know, they're a great, they're a great team. They're the number one team in the league right now uh, and in the regular season. And they have great players, a great coach, a fast-paced team that, that likes to get out and uh, run up and down and, and, and make it a, a fast-paced kind of style game uh, that they're accustomed to playing. And um, there's a lot of a lot of things that we're going to do to try and counteract the things that they apply uh, themselves on. And so it's going to be fun. One of the things that I love so much about basketball is the fans really get in behind their team. The Kings, they've got really vocal fans. It's got to be tough being in the breakers, being away at Sydney, playing not only the Kings, but you've also got the fans on their side too. That's got to be hard. Uh, I mean, we we love the fans. I, I know I, I especially love the fans. I enjoy um, playing in away arenas. And I think that we all do, honestly, as a group collectively, to know that it's just us against everyone when, when you step into someone else's arena. And so I think that we all play with that extra chip on our shoulder. And then you're back in Auckland um, at Spark Arena, which will be magnificent. How are you going to keep that fire going from the semifinals a few weeks ago into the finals? Because there has been a bit of a break. Yeah, and us, I think that we we continue to, to keep the fire within our group. And I think we block out a lot of outside noise that, that may come with uh, where we are right now in the season. And I think that uh, we understand the task at hand it's, it's one game at a time one day at a time uh, one practice at a time and we're just going to continue to get better in the series and every day in between well best of luck it's going to be exciting but I think you know we've had the Black Caps win this week uh, I think the Breakers are going to win too it's just we can feel it it's in the air yes ma'am I agree <laughs> well thanks so much Barry go well and best of luck thank you I appreciate you another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
here's what else is making headlines. ANZ Premiership is back this weekend and it's an audition for the Silver Ferns as they head towards defending their Netball World Cup in July. The Mystics play the Steels on Saturday, Magic versus Pulse on Sunday and Stars versus Tactics on Monday. Do you know someone doing the Mahi and Touch? Well, until the 10th of March, Bunnings and Touch NZ are calling on the Touch community to nominate a home ground hero who goes above and beyond the call of duty in support of the game. They can be in to win $5,000. You can nominate now at touch.co.nz. Great stuff. And the Warriors have been sent in one direction, care of pop star Harry Styles, who's playing at Mount Smart Stadium this week. The Warriors are in Wellington for their opening NRL round against the Newcastle Knights on Friday night. Let's go on, Warriors! Now, motivation for taking part in a particular sport are many and varied. But for Dutch triathlete Els Visser, the drive to get the most out of every moment came from surviving a shipwreck in Indonesia. Visser, who is also a surgeon, just for good measure, swam for eight hours to an uninhabited island with a New Zealander who was also on board. She's competing in Ironman in Taupo this weekend and joins us on a slightly dodgy connection to tell us more about her experience. It was around 11pm and we were like sleeping on the top deck of the boat, laying next to each other and we were all like super anxious. And then there was a moment that the guide came upstairs and he said, okay, everybody awake. Um, take your life jackets and there's a hole in the boat you're making water and you swam with a fellow passenger who was a New Zealander I noticed like straight away uh, during like the boat trip in Indonesia that she loved the outdoors and uh, yeah she's like really a fit active lady from New Zealand so I thought okay I really rely on you and I trust you and the decisions you take and when she said okay I go swimming and I thought, okay, now I don't give it like a second thought. I come with you. So after you did your big swim, you know, eight hours, pretty mm-hmm. much nonstop. Thankfully, the water was was very mm-hmm. warm. You made it to the island and you were able to find fresh water and, um, and shelter there for the night. And then you were finally rescued. Mm-hmm. That must have been yeah. such a relief. Yes, it was. Like, I couldn't believe it then. During like the two days that we really like were fighting for our lives, I was in such a state of survival without any emotions. But by the time I saw that little boat coming towards us and people rescued us, I was like really coming out of that survival mode and I started crying and just couldn't believe it. Um, but also like realizing, oh, wow, my life isn't over and I still get another, yeah, another life to, to live. In a previous interview, you said that was the day your life began. Yes. Before all of this, you were a doctor, where you were training to be a doctor, you weren't a professional triathlete. I would say I'm more like really live by the moment and live day by day. And before I was like really planning ahead, I really want to become a surgeon in the future. And I do this and this now to become that. And now I just take day by day and yeah, enjoy every morning I wake up and um, embrace yeah the, the moments I have. How do you just keep going? It's a bit like when you're swimming, right? I guess a state of survival is slightly different to a state of sport. Mm -hmm. But how do you keep that motivation going when you're running a marathon or you're swimming, you know, kilometers or biking just so far? How do you just Mm -hmm. keep going, okay, one foot in front of the other or one one arm in front of the other? Yeah, it's really like stay focused in the process and don't think, oh, I still have to ride 100 kilometers and run a full marathon after that. But just I'm now 
focusing on the next 10 kilometers on the bike and try to give my best and then we see what comes after so really like yeah uh, approach it by the moment and uh, yeah focus in that moment and also learned in indonesia that we are capable to achieve so much things and physically and mentally we are so strong and we can achieve like lots of things so um yeah, just don't give up and uh, stay in that moment and make it to, to that finish line. And before we go, it seems you're fascinated with Aotearoa New Zealand history and sport following last week's interview and story about the Wakefield Memorial at the Basin Reserve. The monument was built to recognise William Wakefield, one of New Zealand's earliest European settlers. What the monument doesn't recognise was that he and his brother were in prison for three years for kidnapping a 14-year-old girl and for their tumultuous relationships with the local iwi. Feedback flooded in. But what do you think about it? Should it stay? Should it go? Should it be renamed? Email us at thepodium at stuff.co.nz. And that's The Podium. I'm Zoe George, and on behalf of our guests this week, producer Philippa Tolley and sound engineer Connor Scott, and to Spark Sport for the cricket coverage, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, follow and share us wherever you get your podcasts from so you never miss an episode. Until next week, ka anō, go well. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on what, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo of that gotcha journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line there. That, that, I think that it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. It, it, yeah, we're, I'm not worried about it at all. That's Nothing iffy in there. That on. sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts.